You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Guys, it is game week. Spring game is Saturday. Uh... Shitty weather, I guess. I don't know. Tyler, are you going? Yeah, yes, I am. Um, not great weather, but it'll it'll be it'll be fun. Honoring Frank So. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Derek, are you going? No, no. I'll watch it from TV where I can see what's going on. Yeah, smart. What kind of turnout do you guys think that will be there? I don't know. I know they said they've sold damn near sixty thousand tickets already, though. Think everybody will show up due to the weather? The weather's not going to be that bad. It's just like fifty-two and windy. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be that bad. It's Nebraska weather. I mean, you expect it. Well, I'll be watching. I can't wait. There's going to be a lot of excitement, but we're going to be talking about the spring game here in a second. But man, I tell you what, Matt Rule's done everything right. He's been a you know. It's been a godsend for the Nebraska program. But now, all of a sudden, we're hearing that there's a Matt Rule-Deon Sanders feud going on. I mean, they're talking about this on PTI, that Matt Rule is talking smoke uh, about Deion Sanders and his recruiting practices, the transfer port. What? I don't understand this. What the hell? He never said anything. Tyler, what, what is going on with this whole manufactured feud here? What's up? Well, I I don't know how this became a thing, but I do find it fascinating. Um, You know, for for nothing else, to add a little bit more fuel on the fire to the Nebraska Colorado game, I think it's fun. But but I gotta tell you guys, you know, I'll give let Derek give his take before I give my real opinion. So, (laughs) all right, Derek, what are your thoughts on this uh, feud here, or whatever comments that Matt Rule said? I don't, well, I, first off, I think it's stupid, but I got to tell you, just not. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk smoke before. Maybe smack, but I don't know that I've heard him talking smoke. You got to adapt to the times, man. Smack is like <laughs> outdated. You old. I'm old. I'm old as shit. We all know this. Uh, look, this is it's so dumb. It's just another thing for Mike Wilbon to rattle on about something that he acts like he knows what he's talking about. I his comments. Did, I mean, I. I can see where everybody thinks they were directed at Deion Sanders, but it was all over the transfer portal. And because Deion's been all about the transfer portal, he can't wait for it to open up, right? And all, all Rule said was that he, he can't wait to coach his guys that are already here. So I, whatever. I, it is what it is. I, I think Rule said the right thing. Like, hey, let's get, the, we're coaching. Let's not worry about the transfer portal right now. Let's worry yeah. about coaching. The guys that are here. <clears throat> Besides that, we got, what, 97, 98 guys on our roster? So we still got to lose 12, 13 guys to get down to the scholarship limits anyway. So Matt Rule is not necessarily looking forward to the transfer portal because he's probably not going to pick up very many. I'm curious on who listened to that to like tr- to connect those dots between Matt Rule and Deion Sanders. 
And like, oh, yep, there's obviously a connection well, there. How? Well, I think the story is the media basically egged it. I think that's what happened. They, they were. I think it was basically how Deion Sanders brought in a bunch of recruit or transfers or how some coaches did. And I think the, I think our media prompted the way that Colorado had built their team by all these transfers. And Matt Rule's response is, I, I would prefer to build within. But put that to the side. Put the feud to the side. I love it. It's great. Can I just get to what my opinion on this is? As I think actually most Nebraska fans actually side with Dion, and they just don't want to admit it. Because you know what, what? I saw all over Twitter today? is how many transfers does Nebraska need to bring in? Like, people are like, man, do we need to bring in more offensive linemen and defensive linemen? Like, people are already trying to bring on more. We still have to cut 14 guys. And, and Justin, you're that one of them. You're like, well, we need to bring in some more linemen. Well, yes. I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You always want to bring in transfers. Why not develop the guys you have? I'm with you, Rule. You coach the guys you got. You develop them. Make them better. Like, make them better, but they, if there's somebody already better out there, grab but, them. But that's the problem. Transfer portal, you know what happens? People who go in the transfer portal are people that didn't work out most of the time at the schools they're at. Yes, you get the occasional diamond in the rough, the Samori Tori, the Trey Palmer. But you know what most of the guys are? Are guys that just didn't work at the previous university. Why are they better off than the guys that aren't working in our university? Get them better. Uh, it just, Some people it, need it, a fresh start for whatever circumstance. Maybe they had a coaching change. There's a million reasons why people go into the transfer portal and a million reasons why you pick them up. Here's, a, here's the problem. The people that have already proven themselves, the ones that you're alluding to, are going to get sought after by every college football division one program. So you're in a dogfight for like 130 schools trying to get these guys. It's gonna be tough for them to come here anyway. So 100. percent And so and you I, don't try. Well, Justin, and I'm not arguing. I mean, I, I'm not saying you don't try, but you better be ready to coach the guys you got. It and and let's just be a little bit honest about most of the transfers we brought in so far. They aren't these overly established guys that are no miss prospects. In fact, I would argue we didn't bring in any of those types of guys. It's a good um, argument. I mean, the fa- the fact is, even the high, high, highly touted recruits that we did bring in, the MJ Shermans and the Eric Gilberts, really haven't done a lot to prove their worth just yet. Not saying they can't. They were high, they were highly touted, and, and that's fine and dandy. But at their previous schools, they did not do what you would. I mean, there there are better guys that you could have probably got. Sure. And and again, I just I stand with like rule like you you're a coach. Your your job is to make these guys better. And I'm not saying don't ever go in the transfer portal and I'm not saying that kids shouldn't transfer. Justin, you're right. There's a lot of reasons why a kid would want to transfer. But I do agree with rule that like I don't think that this transfer portal to completely build a roster is at all a sustainable model. Doesn't mean you don't occasionally fill a gap with it. Doesn't mean that Oh shit! This guy transferred, and I really didn't expect it. So I need to retool my roster. But the thought of building like Dion, building forty guys from the transfer portal—that is not a sustainable model. If you want a massive contract, just Mel Tucker the shit out of it. Hey, well, it's got there's there's a lot of things that need to go right there, and if it does go right, and and you're and you're right. But as far as what Tyler's saying, he's right too because it's not sustainable. 
he had one year yeah. where it was like, oh, man, he's looking like best coach out there. And now last year it was kind of like, eh, maybe they're overpaying him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a you know what helps bit. with that? If, if, <laughs> if, if Nebraska can go get Kenneth Walker, you know what? Let's go do that. Uh, but, shot, shot, yes, if you can get a transformative player and understand it can change your program, yes, you do it. But I just I, I laugh at that. And in the same breath that Nebraska fans are mocking the Deion Sanders. There are the same podcast and Twitter people out there that are saying, what positions of need do we need to hit in the transfer portal? And it's like, you can't have, you are backing up. You're not agreeing with what Matt Rule is saying. You are siding with Colorado when you say stupid stuff like that. That's, Justin, you are a Buffalo fan. No. So, I mean, <laughs> this, are there positions of need? Yes. There's positions of need that it's not going to hurt. Can you coach them up? Sure. Can you get it done by the fall? I don't know. I don't know. A couple injuries. You know, some of these position groups are really screwed up. We talked on the podcast uh, a week or two ago. We were talking about positions of need or, or if there's one player from a position group that would really set that uh, position group back. And who did we come up with? Ty Robinson. Ty Robinson? Yeah, on the defensive line. I mean, if he's out of the lineup for whatever reason, that changes the whole outlook of that defensive line. So if you need to go out to this transfer portal to you know add depth, quality depth, not just bodies. I'm not talking about bodies when I say go out to the transfer portal. I'm talking about contributors, like you know the good guys, not just a body. Because we have bodies. We got plenty of bodies. That's the problem. We don't have any big-time contributors. Well, but, but but I guess my point is this, is that if with the talent on this roster, I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying we can't bring on transfers. I'm not saying, but like if you're sitting there right now at the end of spring saying, you got to hit the transfer when you're 14 over on scholarships, then we did not hire the right coaching staff. Because you've got to make these guys better. You have the talent in this room, and Matt, and Matt Rule thinks so. And I think he is out there saying it. So I don't expect him to go out and try to bring in four, five, six transfers this cycle. I, I don't expect him to cut 23 players from this roster to make room. Well, we'll know a little bit more once the spring game comes on. So let's get into the spring game here. Uh, fired up. I'm, I'm fired, fired up, up tonight. Too. I'm ready. All right. So we finally have a spring game format where we actually can you know, call it football instead of thud tackling. Derek, what's the spring game format this year? Well, it hasn't been announced officially, but... Uh, Matt Rule is one one team to go ones versus ones and twos versus twos. So he's wanting live tackling for everybody, including quarterbacks. Yeah. And so I, I here's the thing: I, it's great, it's great for fans, it's great for everybody until that one guy gets hurt, <laughs> and then everybody's going, "Well, maybe we shouldn't have uh, done it that way." I, I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword, I think. If you get out of it healthy, then, hey, it worked out great. Tyler, what do you think of the spring game format? Well, I mean, you know, the ones versus twos is is a mentality that I like. Uh, or the ones, I'm sorry, it's ones versus ones, right? And then yeah. It, it's, yeah. So I, I, I've always liked the ones versus twos, I guess. That, I guess, But the ones versus ones is obviously going to get iron on iron or iron sharpen iron, whatever that freaking saying is that goes around that every coach uses um 
but but I, I've always liked I, the spring game format for me has always been ones versus twos. Um, just because I do like to see the stars get a little bit more shine in this game as a fan experience. Uh, experience. With that said, I think it's good. Uh, Derek, your point on the quarterbacks, like getting injuries, like, yeah, I mean, it would be really tragic if a guy gets hurt, but I think that in the end, playing the full contact is a net gain. I mean, sl- shy of multiple drastic season-ending injuries, the nice thing about the spring is you got five months to recover. And obviously you want to take a lot of that summer to help with conditioning and build that strength, but you still have a lot of time to recover if, God forbid, someone does tweak something. So, I mean, I, I'm all for the contact. I think it'll be a net gain. And if I never have to say the word thud tackling again, I will be a better person. Amen for that. I mean, how garbage have the last few uh, spring games been? I mean, well, they've, they've been I mean, terrible I used to, to watch. I mean, I used to record the spring game. And then usually in the summer at some point, I'd be bored. I'd be like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go back and rewatch that. I, I haven't done that in a half decade. Yeah. It's been. It's fair. It's been bad. I, I, st- I still rewatch them, but. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you put it on in the background while you're reading your Phil Steele magazine, I guess. I mean, but I'm not watching intently. You don't get anything out of it. Anyway. So it's going to be exciting, hopefully. Uh, any concerns on the offensive line front for the spring game? You know, having enough uh, offensive linemen to go, you know, f- field two teams? What? Well, it, that seems to be the scenario. He thinks if we only have seven or eight guys, then uh, he may just not do it. The, do the live tackling and the one-on-ones and everything could change. I, Matt, Matt, I, I believe sorry. I believe everything I read today made it sound like tomorrow, maybe Friday at, at the latest, we'd hear the final decision on what the format will be. So we are recording this podcast on a Wednesday night. So Tyler, what were you going to say? Matt, if you're listening. <laughs> do and not, we all know he is. Do not... Play this bullshit where you don't have enough healthy bodies to play. Because you know what you can't do in the regular season is play that bullshit card. Like, it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You got walk-ons? Play that walk-on. You don't have enough walk-ons? Move a wide receiver to guard. You figure it out. Like That could be interesting. I'd love, I'd love to see a wide receiver at guard trying to stop some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, fi- I mean... Justin, isn't that absurd to be like, well, you know, we don't... That Frost did the same shit last year. I think it was last year. I think it was at last offensive two linemen, years. too. I think it was off... We need to get more freaking offensive linemen. We need to... I mean, where the hell... Why didn't we get some early enrollees with these, like, the recruiting class? You were just mocking yeah, me for it. the transfer portal, and now you're, like, wondering where all the offensive linemen are. Well, we have four that haven't got to campus yet. Well, there's, there's, in, in a day. But the thing is, there's 14 on the roster right now. Before before the guys that come from, yeah, and there's some hey, injuries, there's some that aren't going to play. I I get it. It's absurd. It is absurd. This is this is. I haven't heard. I, talking, I haven't heard about Ben Scott. Is he going to play or not? I think not. I, I mean, I think so, at this point, it sounded it sounded like he's pretty much healthy. So I don't know why he wouldn't play. Well, Prasco's in the same boat. Like I think Teddy is. 
Teddy could play. Yeah, but he's recovering from a surgery. I think that's a little different than you got banged up in a few practices. He said he could play if he. I mean, he'll be live going during spring. Or I'm not sorry, spring, summer, summer drills. So, I mean, I I guess I I don't know. I. And you don't have to play him three quarters. I mean, that's the thing is like the first string. If if I if had it my way, they'd be probably done about a quarter and a half in. You give them the first quarter and a half, you let them show, and then you let the twos and threes battle it out for two, about two quarters. Fourth quarter is met for fourth string, freshman, walk on. Like, that that's what the spring game should look give like. Give the fans something to talk about for the next few months until uh, fall camp starts. Yes. Give us give us something to overanalyze for the next few months, because goddammit, we 100%. will. Because, Matt Rule, I know you're still listening. Make... <laughs> Make podcasting easier, would you? <laughs> he's tried. He's done his best so far. He's, he's, he's contributed to that. So what would excite you guys more? You have two outcomes, only two outcomes. An offensive explosion in the spring game or a defensive shutdown? Derek. I've, I've really gone back and forth on this. Because there's going to be concern either way, right? Of course. So I, I'm just sitting here sitting like, you know, normally you always hear the defenses when when they're installing new defenses and offenses. Defense is usually always ahead of the offense, so I'll, I'll go offensive explosion would probably be a little more exciting. Plus, I like to see scoring, so I'll go with the offensive explosion. Tyler. So again, this is tough because as a as a fan who's going to be there as just a fan of college football, it is better to watch scoring than not. So I think that the, the, the answer is, like, from a fan experience, it would be better to score. But from a future of this program, I would give the edge to the defense. And in part because I think the defense is just healthier than the offense at this juncture. Um, and second, it's because I just I have more stock bought in defense right now. I think our defense is going to be better. So it would be kind of a nut punch to have it not turn out to be good. Does it also, does it also have a little something to do with you – Having a bold prediction and having a top twenty-five defense, yeah, like you do every year. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's like a given. I, I, I bought stock seven years ago in this Nebraska defense. I've been holding and holding, and I'll tell you, damn it, that's going to pay off one of these days. He held it throughout the Shenander experience. <laughs> I, I held it through Diaco and yeah. Banker. I mean, I'm just I'm holding this thing. You know, three things are uh, true in this life. Death, taxes, and Tyler saying that we're going to have a top 25 defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Offensive explosion, it's an easy one for me. I I, want to see something out of this offense. With all the playmakers that we have out there with uh, running back and, you know, uh, especially tight end. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about wide receivers here a little bit later, but there's some playmakers, Marcus Washington out there. Uh, I want to see if this offensive line is as improved as what all the, the coaches are kind of alluding to. Uh, get, you know, get this defense, back them up, and, like, move that ball and score some points. I mean, that's what I, that's what I want to see. I want to have faith you, I, in our offense. I will tell you this, and this is something that I that I kind of excites me a little bit about the spring game too. And Tyler's probably going to hate this, but uh, so Matt Rule was on BTN today, and he mentioned actually having special teams 
in the spring game. We're, we're going to see kickoffs, punt returns. Oh, really? Field, field goals. Yeah. Punt so returns. I, I, don't hate. I mean, Ed Foley is going to shine. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you doubt that, Derek? Oh, never. Never in my I mean, never. No. I mean, first of all, all the power to the guy who lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> Like the, the, let, let's let's not disrespect Mr. Edward Foley on this podcast, but Derek, if you say I'm upset because we're gonna see live kicks, that just makes me do a backflip. I'm pumped to see a live yeah. kick, and if they shake it, you know who I'm coming after your boy Ed. I expect him to be on the field, just right in that player, just like, how dare you muff that punt. <laughs> That's the price of admission right there. If this was a, if we did video on this podcast, that would have been great. Tyler doing a Chris Farley impression right there. So uh, this is one of those uh, spring game dilemmas or spring game catch 22s, right? When it comes down to uh, punt returns, special teams, oh, anything really, kind of what we're talking about, offensive explosion or defensive shutdown. You know, it's like, you feel good about one, then you worry about the other, right? It's even probably more so on, like, punt coverage, right? Or kickoff coverage. If you see that long one, you're happy, but, like, oh, shit, we can't cover anything, you know? It's one of those things. It's like, oh, Tyler's coming hard for uh, Ed Foley because we can't cover a damn punt return, at it, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. So, <laughs> why do you hate that, Tyler? I just heard you say he's coming hard. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know you love Ed, but Jesus, you don't need to fantasize about that. <laughs> uh, we went from, we were oh from rated God. G to rated X, just like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, my God. How much bourbon have you had tonight? Hey, Tyler, so what are you looking forward to most in the spring game? I mean, I, so I, I'm kind of a, um, you know, I, I, I would have to say the thing I'm looking forward to most is, sorry, I just can't get off the coming hard. Uh, uh, are you thinking I, about really fools looking, right there, Tyler? Try, try not to, try not to. Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims is a thing I'm looking forward to. I think this is. I mean, if you listen to the last five, six episodes of the podcast, um, when you talk about the things that are just absolutely pumped for, it's always going to be that new quarterback. And you, you're really excited to see his first snaps in the Husker uniform. Guy who has a really good chance to be our starter this fall. Um, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Derek? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, am, I, am, I, am I responding to Tyler or am I moving on to the next? No, let's, let's, about. let's talk about that. All right. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's excited to see Jeff Sims, see, see if he's the real deal. You've heard so much about him sir, throughout this spring. You've heard so much about him coming in before spring. Uh, so, yeah, you need to see what this guy can actually do. And then you get Henrik Harburg. You're getting all this hype around him right now. And I know Casey Thompson's still potentially coming back. I'm not, I, I wonder if he's not a transfer candidate, if he's not a starter. But, uh Time will tell with that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it'll be exciting to see. And then you can see see if there's any improvement with Chubba Purdy. And we'll get our first real look at Richard Torres. I, I, 
I'm excited to see what this quarterbacks what these quarterbacks are going to do. I just hope to God that this offensive line can block for him enough to let him try to shine. Is Jeff Sims to Matt Rule what Adrian Martinez was to Scott Frost? I hope not. It does, poten- does it kind but, of but potentially yes. It, it kind of has that, that feeling way. though, right? I mean, it's this hand-picked quarterback, and yeah, I don't know. Although, although I will say, you talk about Adrian Martinez and, and Scott Frost, but really, we never really had a better quarterback than Adrian Martinez. We always thought we did, yeah. but we never really did. No doubt. So the whole quarterback situation is fascinating to me, especially when you get to the top two, which I think everybody thinks it's going to be Jeff Sims as uh, one quarterback and or the top two quarterbacks, Jeff Sims and uh, Harburg. However, they divide it up, whether they're splitting them up on different teams or just all offense just goes against defense, whatever they decide. The top two quarterbacks are going to be those two guys. What I'm really interested in is like kind of moving down the line. It's like uh, with the offense that we think that Matt Rule wants to run, is is there a role for a guy like uh, Richard Torres in this offense? Because coming out of high school, you know, when, when he was coming to Nebraska, he wasn't coming here as like an Adrian, Marti- Adrian Martinez-type quarterback, right? He was more of the drop-back passer. And so is that what is uh, what we could use? I mean, how is that going to work? I mean, I'm really interested to see what kind of role he'll have in the spring game and what plays that they hand him. Uh, but it, hand but is it – is it possible that maybe he could turn into that role? Because I remember when Henrik Harburg got uh, got here, that he was the drop back passer. He wasn't going to be the Adrian Martinez type. And now all of a sudden, you got Matt Rule saying he can run the ball well, he can throw the ball well, he does everything well. And everybody's talking about him being one of the most athletic mm-hmm. athletic players on the field. I mean, when he got here, he wasn't athletic at all, according to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thought he would either transfer or move to tight end or, yeah, all, all of it. I mean, we've talked about that, too, headed into this spring. So uh, the quarterback situation is going to be fun. It's really going to be fun to watch in the spring game. Uh, Derek, what are some things that you're looking forward to most in the spring game? Uh, well, let's let's just move on to who these quarterbacks are going to throw to. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about some wide receivers, and I, I – I know Tyler's been a little hard on the wide receivers, and he's a little, little more down on them than I am. Uh, I, I really have to do a lot of research to find this out, but Nebraska's got receivers coming back with four thousand four hundred twelve yards in their career. I mean, total t- tallying it up between five different receivers, and I, I think that's a great start. I, I really do. I. You're telling me I already got five guys who I know could put I could put out there, and four of those five guys were all power five guys. I mean, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda is the only one that really played at a group of five school. Uh, so I mean, there's some good experience in this room. I mean, so I'm excited to see what these guys can do. I'm gonna say, can somebody step up and be that number one guy? I mean, we talked about Marcus. You mentioned Marcus Washington a little bit ago. Uh, Man, he's he's. I thought he really came on strong towards the end of the year last year. Uh, he's got damn near a thousand yards himself uh, in in career career yards and four touchdowns. 
I, I, guys, I, I really think there's, this is a good room. I, I think it's going to get better when we get some of the other, some of these freshmen in here, but it'll, it'll give us a little more competition. But as far as the top guys, I think there's some, it's a pretty damn good room. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on wide receivers? Well, Derek, I, I am very excited to see this t- uh, wide receiver room. And, and, and we'll go throwing tight ends into this group too, just the pass catchers. Because right now, sitting here on April twenty, uh, April 19th, um, I would say that the, the pass catchers on this team are the weakness of this team. Um, it, it is not a position it is. And, and, and it's not that I'm, I, Billy Kemp is probably is a good, probably going to be a decent starter. And, and, and I, I think, you know, nothing against him. I just, for the first time in a long time, I do not feel like we have that number one guy. And, and I'm not sure we have a g- great number two guy. And, and I think we have got bodies. I think it's good. I think this is a show me game. I think that the secondary of our team is the strength of the team. The wide receivers aren't going to get any breaks there. It, it's They're going against the strength. And I hope it doesn't look like last year when our defensive line went against that shit show of an offensive line and just ran all over them because I'm a little bit scared that the wide receivers are going to get blanketed. So, yeah, Derek, my eyes are completely on the pass catchers because nothing would make me happy is to see a uh, Thomas Fedoni or a Josh Fleek just burn one of our top corners over the field and actually show that we are going to be competent at this position this fall. Yeah, you know, I'm, Tyler, I'm actually siding with you here. You know, I mean, we have guys there that, you know, uh, seem like they could be a number one guy on the roster, but are any of these guys at wide receiver – can you see any of those guys as all conference type of guys? I mean, it's 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 a stretch right now. I mean, it, it's and, and that's and that's fine. But again, I I I would love to go back and look at other schools and see how many other schools have this much experience coming back. It, it is a lot. How of many other schools which have forty four hundred yards of receiving coming back? Well, that's because the average age of a wide receiver is like thirty two. <laughs> we do have it's some old wide receivers here. I mean, and look, as far as finding that number one guy, maybe it's a good thing we don't have that number one guy because you can't just clamp down on one guy. You're going to try and focus yeah. on everybody. And so when one's, one of these guys does become one of the number one guy, because one of them will have to be, then then he's going to have a good start to the year because he's going to be open half the time. Well, I'm interested in it, you know, in that aspect. Who rises to the top? Who who comes out as our number one wide receiver? Maybe we won't even know through this. I am I I feel differently about the tight end room. I feel very solid about the tight end room, even though that they don't have any, you know, uh, meaningful stats at this point. You know, Fedoni's never played, and Eric Gilbert he hasn't played uh, meaningfully since LSU. But I feel really good about the athleticism. And we don't even know. And we don't even know if Eric Gilbert is. That's true. Officially going to play yet? That's true because he and, hasn't gotten his waiver as of right now. But he can play in the spring game, right? He can in the spring game. Yes. Yeah. So between him and you know, we'll get a, our first look at Janoran Bonner in that position. So I feel really good there. The rest of the wide receivers, I don't. know. I mean, even if uh, you know our top wide receivers, I mean, our best guy is probably a grade B type of guy. Do we have a grade A wide receiver? 
I think this is a big test. I yeah, think it's I mean, a huge test. I, I think we, especially if they get real snaps and get going against the secondary, because you know on paper our secondary is healthy. I mean, I, I mean we're out without Buford is really the only guy right now that it sounds like we won't be without. So we are healthy at that secondary. Again, my opinion, the strength of this team, um, it, it, they'll be tested. And again, it if they don't win every battle, that doesn't mean that that's the fine. But I I want to see them contribute i want to see him compete yep uh a position well actually what i'm looking forward to most of the spring game isn't a position group or a person but it's what that defensive scheme really looks like live in action that's the three for three five i think that's really fascinating here we've heard a lot about it i don't you know everybody's kind of guessing at this point on what we'll actually see uh we're gonna see we're going to have a better idea, and uh, it's going to look multiple. I, I don't know. I mean, is this going to be the same thing that we see in the fall? I, it's got to be close, right? Uh, you, you, you certainly have to think so. And after after uh, Satterfield's comments about sure glad that White's on our team, kind of makes you feel pretty decent about his scheme. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, he says he's throwing everything at him. At, it's it's tough trying to scheme against this defense. Now I hope, I hope that means good for us as a defense, and not just we're struggling to scheme. But and it's going to be inter- interesting to see how the edge rushers how they fit in. You know, defensive line, outside linebacker, or what, however that plays out. It's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. You know, they talk about a positionless offense. You know, you you keep hearing that term with the staff throughout the year. Is this going to be like almost like a positionless defense as well in this three three five? And it just depends on what they want to do. I don't know. I, th- I think that well, could no, be interesting. They, they have they have a NASCAR package. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> God dang! I got to drink again. Everybody drink. <laughs> Tell her your thoughts on the three three five. No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean that that is going to be. You know, when the defense is on the field, when I when I come back home, actually, probably a better way of saying this, when I come back home and rewatch the spring game after there, that's what I'm going to pay attention to, is who's lining up where. Are these three guys getting on the line of scrimmage? We have four men down. How does it all look? I mean, because, again, it is, you know, I don't claim to be a expert on a 3-3-5, but how do they control gaps? How do they look? Um, specifically when we kind of get into what the offense throws at them, how do they respond? Uh, how do they get pressure? Is it going to be blitzes? Do we see that? I, Again, I, I'm really hopeful that Matt Rule has said he's not trying to put on a show, but I'm hoping he's putting on a little bit of a show. I, I, I want to see it. And, yeah, I, I kind of want to see I'm it. I'm also interested in who that fifth uh, defensive back is, too. I mean, I think we know... Who most of them are, right? Quinson, Newsom, uh, Hartsog, Miles uh, Farmer, Miles Farmer, Isaac Gifford. Gifford. Then who? Well, I mean, Buford's still out, so yeah. I think you're looking at. I think you're looking at Omar Brown having a really good shot there to be that fifth guy. I know that's what uh, Sean Callahan thinks. Um. Is he'll be that guy, but yeah, I mean, who is going to be that guy? Singleton? I mean, I don't know. Ola Gates, Tommy Hill. God dang, 
There's no pulling gates. Has his name been brought up at all this spring? I, I haven't heard much of him, but yeah. I mean, he, his name has even like left Tyler's mouth, and he's been all over <laughs> no pulling gates for like I just brought him up. all seven years that he's been here. Ever since his hit on Wondell Robinson in the All Star game. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I forgot about Noah Pulligan. And that's still his highlight play. It sure is. All right. There's one more thing that I think everybody's looking forward to in the spring game. And it's going to be all eyes on the offensive line. How does the offensive line hold up in the spring game? You know, we, we have a couple injuries out there. And, uh, like, my my thoughts are the defensive line that we have, and this is why, another reason why I'm like for the transfer portal for offensive line, defensive line. There's nobody on the defensive line that really stands out to me as like, hey, you know, these guys could be all conference type of guys at this point. Ty Robinson is probably that only guy. And so this defensive line, it doesn't seem like it's going to be, it's, like it probably rank in the lower half of the Big Ten easily, maybe even lower quarter. And if they get good penetration and blow up this offensive line in the spring game, you know, there goes that spring game catch twenty two again. It's like, wow, is our offensive line shitty yet again? Or are these defensive linemen really pretty fucking good, you know? So that's that's what I'm gonna be looking at. Uh Derek, your thought on the offensive line. Uh, yeah, I mean, Donnie Rayola has had his second year with these guys. He's had his chance to really kind of get what he wants out of them. Uh, you're still concerned about some of the injuries and some of the guys not playing. I know by fall they should all be healthy, but you're sitting here going, man, I don't know. Is it? I guess you could make that excuse for him if two or, your, two or three of your starters aren't playing, but. It's getting to the point where you can't make excuses anymore, you know? So, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. It, it's it's the, you know, it's a catch-22 either way, like, like you said, Justin. So, if the offensive line dominates, then what? You're going to sit there and go, well, maybe they are improved. And, well, I think everybody would or, prefer to see that. Or maybe our defensive line just really I, – I do, I get that. But it's going to be a catch-22 that way, too, because – then everybody's going to sit here and go, well, our defensive line must be really bad if this shitty offensive line stopping them. Tyler? So I, oh. Yeah, that's the only shitty thing about spring games is you really don't learn anything. It's just fun to watch. Tyler, your thoughts on how the offensive line holds up? Well, I mean, I, I think it's got to. I think it's got to hold up. I, I mean, it, it, it's really hard to evaluate sometimes who wins those individual battles. But, like, I go back to last year's spring game. There was no doubt at the end of the spring game the defensive line won that battle. I I, I got it. I, I think the offensive line has to hold it to a draw. I think it needs to at least be in the category that if next week we decide to debate this, who won offensive line, defensive line, that we're like, God, I don't know. It's cut because you you you've got to you got to take this step forward. I think we know that for our offense. I, I do expect a little bit more downhill running, um, which should play in the favor of the offensive line, um, at least from visibility of like getting dominated. Um, so I, 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 I believe 
you're right. This is a this is a position group. When you get back, you're gonna rewatch this and see the gaps, see how everyone holds up. Uh, but I expect our offensive line to compete to a draw at minimum. I think all eyes on the offensive line is really gonna be people are gonna be uh, focused in on uh, Bryce Benhart, right? They want to see if he can make. They want to see if he's like made the strides that Matt Rule has alluded to that he's made in the spring. I think Turner Corcoran's in the Turner, same yes. boat. I think there's been yeah, a little right. bit of hype around him this spring, a little bit of momentum, and I think these are the two best prospects that we will see out of that offensive line on the field. Well, no, they, um, t- they keep talking about Turner Corcoran's versatility and how he could play every position. Again, this is what we're hearing. Uh, but it's just at a point where I, I think you need to leave that guy at a position. Just let him, let him get better at one position. I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't see a reason to move him around. I don't think it's helped his career. I, I hope they get him in a fit position. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 and I have faith in this line. I, I'm a lot higher on it. I think. I am buying a little bit of the hype with Ben Hart and uh, Corcoran coming out of the spring. Are you really buying into uh, it? I buy a little bit. I, I, more Corcoran than Ben Hart, but uh, really, yeah, I mean, really, I, I, I have probably more faith in Ben Hart than I do Corcoran. Oh, I'm gonna wait and see for both. I mean, so Corcoran's gonna be playing uh, tackle by. I mean. By all estimations, with uh, Teddy being out, right, and at times he struggled at tackle, you know. So we probably and maybe they do move him inside during the spring game, so he gets a little bit of action. So I don't know. I would. I hope he finds a spot and he excels, because this team's not going anywhere this year without a good offensive line. So we we all should be rooting for this offensive line. To stand up, hold their ground, and kick some ass. Everybody should be rooting for the offensive line instead of the defensive line, truthfully. That's my thought. Derek, name a dark horse to emerge on offense in the spring game. All right, I, I'm going to go with Josh Fleeks. Really? Nice. He, yeah, he was he was a guy that when when we came, when he came over, transferred over, I, I really thought, oh, man, I don't, I don't know if I even see this guy ever seeing the field. Uh, but you're starting to hear a little bit about him uh, in spring here. He's starting to make a name for himself. He, he's, I mean, was recruited by Rule at one point to get to Baylor. Uh, he so went I, to I, Nebraska I, because of Matt Rule. So, well, yeah, I mean, so so I think there's a good chance this guy actually sees some playing time and actually could do something. Tanner, who is your dark horse to emerge on offense? Janarian Bonner. Yeah. I, I, think the, I think the move. Janarian. Is it Janarian or Janarian? Janarian. Oh, debatable. Um, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Um, no, I, I, I think the move to tight end is good for him. I think we've talked about concerns in that tight end room. Um, I think we need another body. I think he is poised for a breakout. I think you look, especially as you get to that second, third team later in the game. He's a guy that I could see having a big time performance. That's like, man, maybe maybe he's competing for some significant playing time this fall, um, you know. And and again, I think we unfortunately we know we're one injury away from maybe needing him. And I think he is 
prime to emerge as that role. Tyler, I think you got a new career. You just need to open up a shop that says TJ's Butcher Shop. <laughs> nice. Uh-oh, uh-oh, there's the middle finger. <laughs> All right, so I'm going with the easy one here. Hendrick Har- Harburg at quarterback. I think this dude's going to shine in the spring game, and I think there's going to be a lot of talk headed into the fall that he deserves to be one of the top two quarterbacks in the fall. I just have a feeling that he's going to have a heyday uh, in this offense, especially with it being uh, like quarterbacks uh, can't, or, you know, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Contact on quarterbacks, I guess. Going live, going live. Quarterbacks are live. I think in, in this spring game, Due to the fact that the quarterbacks can be live, he's going to be able to shine. Just like Jeff Sims, but we're going to see a little bit of extra thump out of uh, Harburg because I think he, he'll be able to pass a little bit better than Jeff Sims. I think he's going to make a few more plays. And I I think there's going to be a lot of hype going behind Harburg. And, 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 we, and we all know the backup quarterback's always the best quarterback on the roster. Every, every right, year. You're right. But I'll tell you this. I'm going to go at a bonus pick, and this a different quarterback, is Chubba Purdy. I think people have written him off. I I would not be shocked if Chubba Purdy, you leave that game, you're like, man, did he look the best on Saturday? Um, and I don't know. I, I've got a feeling. You, you know who my bonus pick was, in case you guys took Harburg? Was uh, kind of like... Uh, the running back star of last year's spring game, that Trevin Lubin, he ran for like 91 yards last year. And, you know, he got kind of mentioned by uh, Matt Rule also. So Emmett Johnson was another yeah. backup I had. I, I had a couple. So my, yeah, deep, deep. Just so you know, mine was IGC. IGC? So. Yeah. I mean, so the spring game is meant for all these uh, younger guys. Towards the end of the game, you know, they're going to pad up all their stats in the uh, you know late in the third and fourth quarter, and there's going to be opportunities for a lot of these guys to just like put up huge numbers. And uh, IGC, I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure if he'll be playing late in the game, but uh, I can see Purdy having a really good game uh, because he's going to be playing later. I think most likely, I don't know. Yeah, the, the the spring game's always fun because you get to see some of the the younger guys that don't get to play and give them an opportunity and to shine and you know there's always the spring game wonders and that's kind of like the fun thing. Really. You know, I will say this though, I I do kind of hope on offense that you get a chance, and I don't know how you make this work, but like again, Chubba Purdy's a guy that I think got a really bad rap last year. I I wouldn't mind. You know, he gets some reps with second team, maybe a series, maybe to a second team. Um, so he gets to play with some better talent and it gets going against some better talent. Um, and then obviously he will play the majority with the threes. Uh, that I, I hope you do get to see him get a couple reps. I don't know if they will do that. I think, the, I think he'll get plenty of opportunities with the uh, second team. <laughs> you, you think yeah, so? Okay. I, I really do. All right, so... Going to uh, 
defense. Derek, name a dark horse to emerge on defense. All right. I went with uh, Prince Will Uman Milan. I know, I know he was one of our top recruits, but you just don't expect a freshman defensive lineman to get much playing time. And you're starting to hear about being a pass rusher, and you're starting to hear a lot of things about him. And so I think he's going to be one of those true freshman guys that could actually get a lot of playing time, not just in the spring, but come fall. And, I, and that's pretty amazing for that for that position group. So I, I went with it. I went with Prince Will. Tyler? I'm going to go Randolph Kapai. Oh, good, good uh, choice. You know, I, I think that, you know, you, there's a lot of names in that linebacker room. Um, you know, he, he was coming out of high school as good of a recruit as we have in that room coming out of South Dakota. Um, you know, I think that everything I've heard, he has a really good work ethic. Uh, last year, the reason why he didn't see the field, a lot of people felt because he was undersized. Does a 3-3 look a little bit better where he doesn't have to play that inside role anymore? And now he can, maybe he could get it to the outside. Um, I think that's probably a little bit more natural fit for him. Um, and so I, I think that he has a chance to be a contributor this fall, and I think this could be a coming-out party on Saturday. I'm going with another linebacker. Uh, that's John Bullock. I mean, you heard his name sprinkled in there last year at times. And, uh, you know, he's making a name again for himself in the spring. You know, linebacker, he's from Creighton Prep uh, in Omaha. I mean – State kid, and I think he is going to have plenty of opportunities uh, to make some good plays, and I think we're all going to walk away from the spring game very pleased with his performance. Uh, so, yeah, there, I think there's a lot of guys out there, I mean, on, on defense. But, yeah. That's, you guys have any thoughts on John Bullock? I mean, because he's the only walk-on, well, I guess I kind of, it was a bonus pick. I did 11, but I mean, for the primary picks, he's the only walk on. Well, what about the quarterback uh, from Old Miss? The walk on. Wilkie, Wilkie is his name? Wilkie? Yeah. Yeah. Could he be a late game hero? Uh, I think so. A uh, Cynic? Oh. Last year? Yeah. Jarrett Cynic. Like he, he made from a name Hastings. for himself last year in the spring game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's a name, but yeah, I mean, I think that the walk-on thing is fun. I, I, I'm again, this is where the show element. Like, I want to see fourth quarter walk-ons and guys that you won't see. I think that's their chance to play on the big stage, yeah. to get their shiny moment as the game ends, to be the hero making a late game touchdown in front of a huge crowd too. Yeah, I think it's that. That's really a moment for them. Now, Bullock, I don't know, if fits in that because I mean, there, you're right. There is a there is a path forward for him being a major contributor this fall, and that's not a bad pick at all, Justin. Um, I, I, but that linebacker room—that's a vicious room right there to try to find snaps. Yeah, that, highly there competitive. An, there was another. There was another walk-on name I wanted to bring up, but it was in a it was in a room that just feels too deep. It was Phelan Sanford? Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, he got a lot of playing time he, last year. He did, and I. You know, new staff, you don't know if he can get that playing time again, but, I mean, he, he was impressive when he played. I mean, another walk-on kid, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if you ended up seeing some failing Sanford, especially in the spring game. He was so damn athletic last year. I mean, and I'm sure he didn't lose so, that athleticism. So he played a lot of special teams last year, and he did play in, in games at 
safety, but I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be a special teams contributor. And I think there's going to be a, I think he's going to find his way on the field in meaningful snaps also. Yeah. Great pick, Derek. Yeah. I'm a big Phelan Sanford fan. Tyler, nothing? Nope, no. I, I, yeah, I'm on board. So everybody's interested in the uh, in the Matt Rule offense. So if you had to take a guess, will we see more yards rushing or more yards passing in this spring game? Tyler. I'm going to go passing. Um, not necessarily because I think that's how it's going to translate on Saturday. Uh, I just think late in the game, I, I, I hope they let these quarterbacks throw a little bit. Um, let them have their chance to shine. I mean, I, I'm taking a shot in the dark here, but I, I, I'm going to give the edge to the passing. Passing, Derek. I, you have to go running. I think I, there's been way too much emphasis uh, with Matt Rule in the running game for it not to be running. Like it, it would shock me if we had more passing yards and rushing yards at this point. I think I'm with you. Simply based on the number of running backs, I mean, we, we've said it before. We have like four running backs that we would feel comfortable seeing start a game, right? You got to feed those guys in this game. And there's some guys that are behind them that also are going to be fed. And you, you got to see that offensive line run block and you know continue to work. Not only on the first offense, you know, the second team offense, the third they all need to work on this uh, run blocking because I think that's what we're going to be doing. That's what we're told, right? That's what wins uh, in the Big Ten. You got to be able to run the ball. So I think we're going to see. Throw, throw Minnesota off. Let's, let's air it out. Air it out against Minnesota? <laughs> no, no. Air it out in the spring game. They run it down Minnesota's oh, throw. yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm with you. Slight edge to the uh, rushing. Uh, especially with, you know, Je- is Jeff Sims going to really air it out? I would not be shocked if he has more yards rushing than passing in the spring game. So do we see Jeff Sims more or less than we've seen Casey Thompson last year? In the spring more. Game? You have to at this point, right? God, hope, that was, I would hope That was so. embarrassing. What, what, did you, what did Casey Thompson get, like four or five plays? Well, he had two. He had two series. And they went like three like and that, out in the first series, and and they had a long touchdown. They had a long touch. Yeah, he, he only. I mean, he had like four passes. Yeah, I think we're gonna see Jeff Sims a lot more, and I think we're gonna see. So, all right, ad hoc uh, question here: uh, How many rushing attempts does Jeff Sims have in the spring game? I would say six. Six. I I don't I don't think know, they'll gonna, try to overdo Tyler, it. Tyler over or under six. Under under. I'm gonna go under six. I I don't want to see. Her, I mean, I'm not really looking forward to seeing quarterbacks get dinged up here. And so I mean, six carries. I don't know how much you think he's gonna play, but I think he's for sure out at halftime. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's out of those six. I mean, you may have scrambled for three of them. Sure, sure. I, I guess I, I would be shocked if we did more than two design runs with him. 
mean, you gotta do the you gotta do the default option because th- that'll get a loud pop in the stadium if you if you run an option, and then you'll do an actual quarterback play that they'll run in the fall, and then yeah, give them a few scrambles. But yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, bold I bold prediction. First first play of the game is a fullback dive. Oh my god, I was just gonna ask that question. It's like, will we see a fullback in the spring game? Yes. Yes. That's uh I think Frank Solage might line up at fullback <laughs> and uh, go out there and take one. Hey, this is the ten year anniversary of Jack Hoffman. Are they gonna treat I know are they gonna treat Frank Solich to the same Jack Hoffman thing? <laughs> Hand him the ball and let him run down the field for a touchdown? I'll tell you what. The real question is, does he get confused on which way to run like Jack Hoffman did? <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I, I'll tell you this much. I would be screaming if Frank Solage went out there. Derek, you're such an asshole. You're <laughs> such an asshole. I'm sorry. I had to take my headset off that. Tanner, what were you saying? I, I, I think we should get out of here on that note. I don't, I We're going to end this show on that note? We have to redeem ourselves, don't we? I don't know how we redeem I, ourselves. I, I, actually, I don't either. Uh, God bless you, Derek. God bless you, Derek. Tyler, are you going to be tailgating hey, for the sp- spring uh, spring game? <clears throat> that's what, I mean, I'll have hey, a couple That's, that's why we're getting nominated for comedy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's comedy. Is it, I think you're being you're getting being an asshole confused with comedy. It's all the same. Yeah. Sam Kinison tomato was an tomato. asshole, and he's one of the best comedians ever. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. I can't say names. <laughs> you can't say anything nice. It's no worse than Tyler fantasizing over Ed Foley coming hard. I mean, what's the difference here? I don't know. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip, slip Justin. Oh. You were thinking it, and you said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What are we doing with our lives? All right. Hey, special thanks to our producer Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Edit a lot of the shit out, Connor. Please be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tanner, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Get that spring game, baby. <laughs>